Losing Weight to Gain Control. Today's topic, the law of food substitution. Hello, and welcome to the Losing Weight to Gain Control podcast. I'm Gwen Alexander, also known as Coach Gwen, your host. I'm an author, a speaker, and a weight maintenance coach. I want to thank you for listening as today is episode number five. I've gotten some great feedback from some of you on past episodes. It seems like the episode on emotional eating really helped a lot of you start questioning your reasons for why you eat certain foods. That's awesome. You're starting to become conscious of what you're eating. Now before I get to today's topic, I want to talk a little about trying to get focused when it comes to losing weight and keeping it off. When I was a kid, I was the one that was in every club in school. I did band, I did chorus, I took piano lessons, and I was able to keep up on my schoolwork. And even as an adult, I took this overachieving thing to a whole new level. So why couldn't I control my weight? In 2011, when I decided to finally get control of my weight, I wish I had a simple guide that could have just helped me get started. As I've I've had the chance to talk to several people since my book came out, Losing Weight to Gain Control, there seems to be one theme that I'm hearing. I just don't know where to start. So I put together a 14-day get started guide. I made it from the standpoint of uh, what did the Gwen in 2011 need to encourage her to try and not give up this time. In this 14-day Get Started Guide, I don't tell you what to eat. I don't tell you how much exercise you need to do. Now, what I do give you are some important questions you need to ask yourself if you want to get to weight maintenance. I also give you steps of what to do to start being conscious of what you're eating. If you go to my website, thegwenalexander.com, that's T-H-E, GwenAlexander.com, and go to the online store, you can purchase and download the guide. I didn't price it crazy high because I want anyone to be able to afford it. And it's only $5.99. I've spent more than that going to a fast food restaurant for one meal. You may say, why is the price so low, Coach Gwen? Because it's time to stop the excuses. You can afford to invest that in yourself. And believe it or not, what I put into this Get Started Guide is what I still do now, four years later, after I had finally decided to do something about my weight. Okay, on to today's topic, the law of food substitution. You may have heard of the law of attraction. That The basic premise of the law of attraction is whatever you think about is what you will attract. Is it the same with food? Do you ever think about a hamburger and then head to the nearest burger place? That's not how the law of food substitution works, but I wish it did. On my journey to weight maintenance, one of the things I learned along the way was to start finding better substitutes for the food I liked. One of the words I think I misuse the most is diet. I talked about this in episode one, but it needs to be repeated. 
A diet is nothing more than the way you eat. It doesn't mean you have to restrict your food uh, to the point that you are barely eating anything. I know the first thing most of you thought of when I said the word diet was, I shouldn't be eating a particular food. If you enjoy mashed potatoes, does that mean you can't ever have them anymore? What if you enjoy desserts? Does that mean you will never have anything considered a dessert again? Here are some of the phrases I hear a lot and see if you have ever said any of these to yourself. If only I would stop eating so much chocolate, I wouldn't have a problem. Only if I wouldn't eat so many potato chips. Only if I would stop eating so much, I wouldn't have a problem with my weight. Yes, there are certain foods you need to limit how much you eat of them because they may not have the best nutritional value. I don't eat potato chips often, but that's a choice I made because they didn't fill me up and I would overeat on them. The first law of food substitution is stop saying if only you could stop eating a particular food, then it would be easier to lose the weight. Once you tell yourself a particular food is bad and the cause of your weight issues, you give it more power over you than it should have. Ask yourself, why are you saying this particular food group is responsible for your weight gain? Is it this is the food you turn to when you're stressed or worried? Look at what's making you stressed or worried and why you are turning to this particular supposedly bad food to cope. The second law is find a healthier substitute for your favorite foods. Guess what? It takes a little digging around, but I found recipes for some of my favorite foods that weren't the healthiest. Foods like fried chicken, pizza, cakes and cookies, pies, and hamburgers. And now instead of deep frying my chicken, uh, and that's I do like chicken breast and um, drumsticks or even thighs, I oven fry them. I take the skin off of the drumsticks or off of the chicken thighs and actually I can actually buy them without the skin on them. I have a recipe that I found for uh, oven frying and I usually use this on uh, drumsticks. Now what I do is I remove the skin and uh, I have certain seasonings that I mix together and then I season the chicken. And then I pour buttermilk over the seasoned chicken and let it set overnight in the refrigerator. And then the next day, I have uh, I, where I mix crushed cornflakes, uh, panko breadcrumbs, and grated Parmesan cheese and some other spices together to make the coating for the drumsticks. And then um, that's when I go ahead and coat the or take the, dr the drumsticks out of the refrigerator, and then I coat them with that breading. And then I put them on a pan that I and usually when I bake I have foil paper, foil paper, I spray with cooking spray, and then I put the chicken on there. And one thing I've noticed about this particular way I bake it is the coating stays on the chicken and it still comes out uh, pretty crunchy. That was one problem I always found when I had chicken recipes was either the chicken got really dry or the coating didn't stay off or stay on the chicken and then it would actually come off um, when I would remove it for the pan. So I found my substitute for my fried chicken. My next food substitute was for pizza. 
I wanted to find a way to make an individual pizza that wasn't so loaded with calories that I couldn't fit any other uh, food, sides of food with it. I have a recipe for making my own Italian sausage for pizza using ground turkey. And what I do is I mix some paprika, Italian seasoning, salt, fennel seeds, and uh, just a little bit of crushed red pepper because you don't need that much uh, with the ground turkey. And then I cook it. And so that's like my uh, main meat for my pizza topping. And I also use uh, turkey, turkey pepperoni. And then when I do cook the ground turkey, I, I prefer to use cast iron, cast iron uh, skillets when I cook. So I let them get hot and then I spray them with some cooking spray. So I don't cook with a lot of oil, hardly ever. I, ha- I found uh, the in- uh, when I would buy the individual pizza blanks, uh, many of them still had a lot of calories uh, for me. Because then when I added my toppings, it kind of still put me over what I wanted to have for an individual meal calorie uh, limit to make it fit into my day. Then I found these things called sandwich skinnies. They are really thin and almost flat like a round bread. And you're supposed to pull them apart to make sandwiches. Uh, And most of them, uh, you can find generic brands and I don't remember what the name brand is called. They're usually about only 100 calories each. So what I did uh, to make my mini pizzas I didn't pull them apart because they they didn't support the pizza toppings really well. So I would keep them together. And I learned that one the hard way. <laughs> and then I would uh, buy a pizza snack sauce. And I like my sauces to be a little thicker. So one of the weird tricks, if you ever see me in the store, that I do is when I'm picking up pizza sauce jars, I turn it over to see how how watery the sauce is. Uh, so that's one of my little things I do just to see how thick it is. And then I would put the snack sauce on the, the bread and then I would put some of the uh, ground turkey on it and then maybe two or three of the turkey pepperoni slices uh, with a little bit of shredded cheese. Now you can't fit very much on these little things, which helps with the portion control. Usually I eat two of them uh, with a salad that has about two tablespoons of a salad dressing and then uh, I would have a vegetable or fruit or a dessert. It just depends on what I feel like having that day. And voila, there is my healthier version of a pizza. So I still have my pizza. It's just the portions are uh, more controlled. Uh, my next substitution was for hamburgers. Now, so who says you can't have an awesome tasting hamburger at home? I use lean ground turkey as the uh, ground type of meat. Uh, that I prefer. I have tried extra lean and I will just say it wasn't for me. You may not like ground turkey. Try another lean meat. I don't fry any of my hamburgers in oil. I do the same thing as I mentioned with my Italian sausage recipe. I heat up my skillet and I spread uh, with cooking spray. Now since I use lean ground turkey there is some fat in it and it still cooks pretty well. I just drain drain it off. Um, I have several different ways to season my hamburger, so it isn't always just salt and pepper. I have a pizza burger recipe that I love. I've had it for several years. I've done this. Uh, do you see a pizza theme going on here? Uh, one of the things I'll do, um, I'll make the burgers, and instead of mayonnaise or some other condiment, 
on the uh, pizza burger. I actually used pizza sauce on my sandwich skinny to make my hamburger. Uh, I put the lettuce and tomato on it just like a regular hamburger. And usually my side that I have are chili french fries or herb potato wedge or salad. Depends on what I, if I really want a french fry fix. Um, those, don't let the name though chili, uh, chili fries fool you. I make my own uh, french fries by cutting the, pan, the potatoes into strips and then I coat them with chili powder, cumin, and paprika. Then I bake them. Um, are you seeing how my law of food substitution works? Okay, if you don't want to make your own fries, buy the frozen ones. Uh, look at the nutrition label to see how many uh, fries are considered a serving, but I still don't fry them. I bake them. And I've done, uh, I have done this when I didn't feel like making my own fries. What's funny about this one is that one day I ate at a friend's house and she was having hamburger and fries. And I asked her if it was okay if I could bake my fries. And she thought it was strange at first. But do you know her family ate my baked fries? And now when I visit her, her whole family actually, whenever they have fr french fries, they want them baked. So it seems like it must not be that, that bad if you, if you, um, you know, that they don't taste that bad because it wasn't just me saying I like it. There was a whole nother family that liked their, their french fries baked. Now I saved the best for last. Desserts. I tell you what, desserts are my downfall. And I knew that when I started. I thought I have got to find a better substitute for some of the, the desserts that I, I eat or that I like. I could care less about potato chips or pretzels, but, but desserts were what I struggled with the most. When I thought I couldn't have any type of dessert if I wanted to lose weight, that hurt. Actually, the biggest section in my recipe binder is the lighter dessert section. You see uh, what I said, lighter desserts. My rule I made for myself with desserts are... I want them to be 200 calories or less. Now I do have some uh, I do have some recipes for desserts that the calories are 250 or more. Now those I do not eat very often, or I only have uh, this dessert at lunch or at dinner that day. I pick which one that I'm going to have it with. There is a website that I've gotten several recipes from called Chocolate Covered Katie. Uh, I I. I like the ones where she has where it's single serving uh, desserts. I usually try to look, uh, do searches for those because that way I don't have a whole cake or uh, sitting there for setting there in front of me that I could eat. Uh, she has a recipe for a single serving chocolate cake that I make often. And she even had one for a single serving peanut butter chocolate uh, cake. Now, what one thing I usually do because I like to uh, prepare things ahead of time that I uh, don't have to uh, necessarily wait till that day. I make my own little mini cake mix. I'll pre-mix the ingredients, uh, the dry ingredients, and then I'll put them in a snack size baggie, like a Ziploc bag. And then all I have to do is just dump the ingredients in a little bowl and add the it's milk, vanilla, and a little bit of oil. And I you I also um have a pineapple upside down cake recipe that kind of does that. But after I do all that with the chocolate uh, cake recipe, 
you're supposed to put it in a six ounce ramekin, which a ramekin is like a little baking dish. And then you just heat it in the microwave for, it's, I think it's only 20 or 30 seconds. And I've got it to the point where I make mine where it's a kind of fudgy, fudgy cake. So it's not um, really solid. And then, like I just mentioned, I also do a pineapple upside down cake recipe that I found from a Taste of Home magazine. I don't even remember how many years ago it was. And I even see it pop up on my Facebook uh, ads or Facebook page every now and then. And that recipe only makes two um, upside down, like many upside down cakes in the ramekins also. But those you have to actually bake in the oven. You don't do those in the microwave. So I don't have a whole pineapple upside down cake sitting around looking at me saying, eat me. I still eat what you might call regular dessert sometimes. I do like to bake. And when I know I will be baking something like my Oreo brownies or something like that, I plan my meals uh, that put around that particular item so that it will fit into my plan for that day. But that is not something that I do uh, very often. And what's funny now is I actually would prefer the de lighter desserts that I make to some of the other th uh, desserts that I've had. And I've found that they taste much sweeter now because I do watch how much sugar that I, I put, I, that I eat. So I stopped telling myself I can't have this type of food. I found a substitute. I also wanted to talk about eating out a little bit. You can use the law of food substitution when you eat out. I used to think of eating out as my one chance to just go at it. I mean, I'm serious. I was so bad that I would actually order dessert first before I ordered my meal. I didn't understand this thing of eating first and then seeing if I could eat dessert. Uh, believe me, I was uh, going to have room for it. When I ate at a restaurant or a fast food uh, establishment, it was for it was my free-for-all. I really don't eat out uh, a lot, so I told myself, go ahead and enjoy yourself. Now, if you eat out often, I don't recommend doing this. The portion sizes at most restaurants are double uh, what a serving is. So if you do this often, you could be consuming way more calories than you need, unless you're just exercising like crazy to try and burn it off. You may be thinking, come on, Coach Gwen, I want to treat myself. Have you ever tried some of the food on the healthier menu? I tried a buttermilk chicken uh, rec uh, uh, recipe from Cracker Barrel. Well, it wasn't a recipe. I went to the restaurant and ordered the buttermilk chicken, and I actually loved it. They even had the nutritional value on the menu of the chicken. I was afraid the chicken uh, would be dry, but it was moist and it tasted great. And I think I ordered steamed vegetables with it and they were seasoned just right because lots of times the vegetables taste pretty bland. And when I got home, I logged it in my food journal and it was within my calorie range for that day because I already knew what I had eaten that day and I was trying to look for something that would fit in um, that wouldn't break my calorie bank. So I ate out and it fit into my plan. When eating out, look at the menu to see if there are health healthier substitutes for your favorite meals. You can also ask them if you could have your food prepared a certain way. Don't be, don't be afraid to ask. There you go. 
Coach Gwen's Laws of Food Substitution. Stop telling yourself a particular food is bad and you need to stop eating it. Get control over it. Find a healthier version of it and eat it as part of a balanced plan. You have to remember, just because it's better for you doesn't mean you can eat as much as you want. It's still about moderation. I want to thank you for listening to today's episode, and I hope it helped you with changing your thinking about foods that should be off-limits when you are supposedly dieting. If you like the motivation I'm giving, please subscribe to the to get the latest podcast episodes. If you have any questions, you can go to my website, the Gwen Alexander. That's T H E Gwen Alexander dot com, and you want to click on the contact button and fill in the information and click send. While there, you can sign up for my newsletters. So you can get the latest updated podcast episodes and other information to help you reach your weight loss goals, which ultimately is getting to weight maintenance. Now go and create a life you don't have to use food as a substitute to escape from. The information in this podcast is for informational purposes only. I'm not a medical professional. You should consult with your doctor or medical professional before beginning any weight loss or exercise program.